Time for our weekly conversation with pride of the Jaguars running back Fred Taylor. The Dallas Cowboys are in town to face the Jacksonville Jaguars in week 15. Meaningful December football games continue. And here we are, Fred. What's up? Just another Sunday, JP, or or at least that's what we would like to think, right? You got the Dallas Cowboys in Jacksonville, Florida. Obviously, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. Perfect timing for the guys. No excuses, no letdowns. This is an opportunity just to upset someone and keep your hopes alive to, to potentially make a playoff run. Uh, so I, I expect it to be a crazy, crazy game. The Cowboys have been on upset alert the entire week, at least by all of the expert analysts, uh, you know, on those other shows. But down in Jacksonville, we've, we've had them on upset alert the entire season. And I think these guys can get it done today. Well, the last time uh, the Jaguars came off a big win against a perennial playoff team was when they beat Baltimore. And then the next week, they laid an egg in Detroit, didn't play well. But last week, they beat Tennessee finally, first time in a long time up in Nashville. The approach this week will be key, how they handle the success and then move forward. Like you said, though, it's a 10 and three Dallas Cowboys team. It's not the Detroit Lions that are coming up this week. Detroit's playing well. Don't get me wrong, but correct. I think the focus should be there this week for this team. Oh, without a doubt. I do think they play up to the level of their competition, which is, you know, it's human nature at times. I mean, these are all very competitive guys, a young group of guys who, quite frankly, just don't know any better most of the time. Uh, but they do know it's the Dallas Cowboys. They know what comes with that. Uh, they know Dak Prescott is coming to town. They know Ezekiel Elliott is coming to town. Michael Parsons, the reigning uh, defensive um, uh, rookie of the year. Uh, they know Lawrence is coming to town. Trayvon Diggs is coming to town, guy who led the NFL in interceptions a year ago. So they know they have some great names coming to town, followed by the entire Cowboys fan base, which might be sort of like public enemy number one hidden somewhere in Jacksonville. They have fans everywhere, everywhere, right? All these undercover fans that are living in Jacksonville uh, will be in the stadium. So, uh, but it's a tall task. I think it's not uh, too tall for the guys. I think they're going to go out there and perform well, but it all starts with minimizing uh, Dallas's run game, you know, and I know we'll get into that, JP, but I think it starts there. And then from there, you do have to get after Dak Prescott, get him off his mark, uh, which can be done. Uh, The pressure showed up a bit more a week ago versus the Titans. So they have to uh, duplicate that. And on the other side, from an offensive standpoint, this game, you got they're facing the the best defensive front in the entire NFL. So if they can continue their streak of not allowing the sack, they will win this game. Fred Taylor with us. All right, you mentioned the running backs. Zeke Elliott has been established there for a long time, obviously. But Tony Pollard's really come on the last year or so. And this year he's out gaining Zeke. And they've got two different style of running backs back there, and they're both effective. What do you like about Pollard and Elliott, maybe as a tandem, but certainly individually? I love them as a tandem. I think from a longevity standpoint, they take care of each other. You know, Zeke has been a star uh, straight out of Ohio State. He made his mark on the NFL by being a league leading rusher multiple occasions, but he slowed down some. He's getting up there a bit 
in ages, approaching his 30s. Uh, but they have an amazing insurance policy in Tony Pollard, guy they drafted in 2019. So he's been around maybe 2018. I don't want to shorten his career, something like that. But he's been around uh, as long as Zeke, but a guy who has tremendous burst. You know, and he's outplaying Zeke, as you said it. A lot of times we like to say the running back position is the luck of the draw, meaning some guys you get in there sometimes, this guy gets a great blocking opportunity and gets a hole, while this guy may not. And regardless of that, you still want to be dynamic and make a play and put your your, your team in a great uh, uh, position to uh, capitalize by scoring. But uh, they have two guys that are threats. Pollard can take it a distance with his speed. Zeke, he could do the same. Zeke's going to give you more power. Uh, Pollard's going to give you more jump cut, slashing ability. Uh, but together, they make up the best tandem uh, in the NFL. Brad, on the other side, it's been a little bit since Travis Etienne has put it together, at least statistically. Some, you know, the game situations have dictated some of that. Trevor's playing well. They're throwing it. They'll have to rally. Whatever happens, right? They get away, away from it or it's just not effective or he's dinged up, right? Well, this is one of those weeks where they better run the ball and stay ahead of the chains. And yes, Trevor's playing well and, and throwing well. He's the AFC Offensive Player of the Week, but you don't want to get in the habit, as you mentioned earlier, of standing back there at third and eight, third and ten, with Micah Parsons and Lawrence coming off the edge. So this seems like a Travis Etienne game. Can they get him going, and how do they get him going on the ground? JP, you and I both know well that if you want to minimize pass rush, you have to run the ball effectively, or if you do have to pass it, you don't want to be in third and forever, meaning, you know, third and seven plus, you don't want to uh, you want to try and avoid those avoid those situations. Uh, and then the third thing, if you are in those situations, you want to be able to have certain protections called <clears throat> where the backs are releasing outside so he can get a nice chip or I like to call them chunks front off the uh, defense off the pass rusher. So either way, whether it's through run game success or being involved in the pass game, they're going to need Travis Etienne to be at the top of his game. Whether, you know, a receiver out of the backfield getting a short uh, uh, check down and then doing something with those, those are really extended handoffs. They're just recategorize it as a, as a reception or a pass. But I'll take those any day of the week as long as the ball is moving and you're not giving them a, a huge sign to tee off on in long down situations. So, um, but, yeah, running the ball will be somewhere they need to start. Uh, some quick hitters, traps, you know, something right up the gut, some quick call and play, some draws to keep them off balance. Uh, either case, they're going to have to mix it up really well. Fred Taylor with us. I'm sitting here looking up your career stats against the Dallas Cowboys, Fred. Uh, as oh, do man, this. I don't know what they are, JP, but you I want- can tell you this. My rookie year, the fourth preseason game, Maybe two weeks after they called me a bust. That was crazy. I scored my first touchdown in my NFL career against the Dallas Cowboys at a home preseason game. Uh, So I remember that like it was yesterday. The Cowboys were the team that I grew up watching. I remember Tutal Jones and a few other guys, obviously Emmitt Smith. Uh, Back in the day, Herschel Walker. Uh, So I, I was a huge Cowboys fan growing up. And then that sort of kind of went away with time. But um, 
I remember having a, a 30 carry game against the Cowboys in Dallas on the turf up there. We, we won that game. Uh, I don't remember many more after that. I uh, didn't get a chance to play them many times, but the preseason game, the 30 carry game, I remember like it happened yesterday. Well, Fred, let's go through them. You're right. Uh, you had in 2000, week nine, you had 31 carries, 107 yards against Dallas. And the that was Jaguars a tough day. Won That's the game 23 17. Three yards of pop. That's a tough day. That's a lot of carries. <laughs> 31. Yeah. Uh, that's old school football. Uh, in old school, indeed. 2002 at Dallas. Both of those games at Dallas. This one, 20 carries, 100 yards for you. And a loss, 21-19. Dallas wins. Mm. Okay. And then 2006, the last time Dallas played in Jacksonville, by the way, you had 21 carries for 74 yards and a touchdown. You also caught six balls on six targets for 41 yards. Jags win, 24-17. All right, so I, I I guess I sustained over a uh, from a total yardage standpoint over a hundred yard average. Yeah, so you were yeah seventy yeah two hundred eighty one total yards three point nine yards per carry against Dallas. Okay. okay, so but I have a two and one record. That's right. All right, we'll take that. We so, we can do something with that. It's all about the W's, right? It's all about the W's, and, and that's what it's about today, JP. So hopefully uh, they can get it done. Fred, we'll talk to you in the post game. Enjoy it. I'll be here waiting to celebrate with you. Me and my coffee, like I had a week ago. <laughs> I need some of that coffee too, I think. All right, I'll see you. All right, buddy.